0: Hello and welcome to a wonderful, fantastic episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. We're talking about nukes today. Briggs here with the lovely Justin Strange mm-hmm. and Jake Kramer's Jerome. Welcome, guys. Jerry. Hey, Zach, how's it going? Doing awesome. So this is an episode I've been waiting to do and talk it about really for has. for months, maybe even a year. as I, I think
1: literal months, a long has, time.
0: A long time. Uh, apocalyptic movies, pre, post, uh, it's one of my favorite subjects. And it's kind of morbid, perhaps you could say, is because I'm just very interested in the prospect of how society would react to war or a zombie apocalypse taking over their lives. And of course, we all are living our daily uh, lives, routines. For some people, it might be uh, no, they're living on uh, the, the, the high horse, having a wonderful life, they're rich, and others are just, just you know, trying to make uh, ends meet and uh, in film it's depicted in many interesting ways from the politician's point of view from the every ordinary family person's point of view and yeah, I, I think should be a interesting discussion and th- threads let's start with that movie it's a 1984 uh, bbc production that came out in 1984 and it won numerous awards in 1985 Kind of a controversial film of course we're at the height of the cold war uh mainly between us and the soviet union at the time now russia uh and it depicts the the docu- docudrama you could say that depicts the pre and post uh, impacts of a nuclear war between the us and the soviet union but interestingly and perhaps not surprisingly it focuses on uh, the uk's impact in the the town of uh, Sheffield or the city of Sheffield in Northern England, mainly in the beginning, at least the first half really focuses on two families, two individuals uh, that are lovers, uh, I think Jimmy and Ruth and they just go on going about their daily lives ruth's pregnant and you know they're not, they're not certainly not uh, wealthy individuals and they're, they're in, in the background there's they're hearing the whispers of war and the lead up of escalations of war involving the u.s and the soviet union the northern iran's are uh, uh, poked into there as well um... but it just it The movie really dives into the economic environmental and overall societal impacts and the whole buildup i'd say um of to the big scene uh i think perhaps 30 minutes in maybe a little bit after, with the actual bombing um, of half of the UK, pretty much uh, it, it quantified how much, how many megatons of nukes were utilized in in, in exchange between the US and the Soviet Union. Uh, but it was a lot. <laughs> um, Jake, how would you? What are your thoughts based on what you you, you watch? You said you watch the majority of threads. I, I, for me, I think what captured my interest just that's the style of the film, the the electronic text that you know it, it kind of helps. With the tension building, I'd mm-hmm. say there's no score. You have that that little civil service group of local emergency officials doing their thing. That you have the the house societies protesting. There's just so much to to talk about. But what 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 captured uh, your interest about um, threads?
1: Yeah, like you said, I did get to watch the majority of it. Um, I had a a Friday where where I got off early from work, so I was able to pop this in before. The rest of the family came home and had to turn it off. Um, I'm the only one in the house that enjoys anything remotely suspenseful. So, uh, you know, horror, uh, thriller, psychological stuff. Uh, If if Gabby comes home or if Everest is in the house, we have to turn it off. So I didn't get through all of it, but I feel like I got through most of it. And uh, I was very taken with it. I had a hard time. It fits in such a weird, like niche. I I had a hard time determining whether this was a, like a, a, a drama, like a war drama, or if this was a, like a public service announcement like you would like you would maybe consider during the cold war crisis where they you know had uh you know soon o'clock do you know where your children are or like instructions on how to hide underneath your desk from from nuclear bombs like that would do anything but it was the same kind of process it was it was almost like watching this like two hour long civil service like info like info video and then like halfway through it it just go like it just d- literally drops the bomb it's like just kind of like this is like this is what would happen and this would happen and this would happen and then oh boom it's the apocalypse and when the apocalypse happens this happens and this happens and you die and it's terrible and there's looting and famine and shame and like it was this very interesting, like the way they put this movie together was was super, super interesting. again, I couldn't tell if this was a movie or a civil civil service like broadcast
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it, they, I've seen it be categorized as a docu drama. I've never seen a, a movie presented in such a way, yeah, with the, with the text, the again it's it, it's a docu drama and I think I mean maybe that's unique to me.
1: Then maybe that lends itself because it was produced by the BBC, which, you know, obviously was the news program, is still the news program of the UK. And so it maybe that just lent itself to having that style as it's being produced by a broadcasting service. But it was a very interesting take because it kind of lulled you into this false sense of security of simply information and this is why you you know like this is why we shouldn't go to war because things would happen but then like halfway through it it just like flips a switch and actually goes through with it depicting that i think in graphic detail um and not shying away from the absolute horrors that would occur and and it was especially because it's so realistic like i think that's a very accurate representation of what would
0: happen absolutely i think also seeing uh, how it gets to that point of the bombs dropping on the nato facility in the uk in sheffield it was so fascinating and like the the general public in the uk they're learning about the updates on this conflict between the soviet union and the, the united states through news clippings uh, newspapers and broadcast tv broadcast so it perhaps it's a i don't know it seems like a realistic interpretation for those that are at the the center of this conflict in yeah okay the but they're kind of like just watching the the, the these the, the, it, the allies of the united states the the, the two biggest superpowers uh, arguably at the time of the world the us and the soviet go, going at it
1: mm-hmm. it definitely triggered some some like a little ptsd of listening to the the news you know we went to when we went into the war with iraq um and the constant updates that i remember being on our television and radio at home, there's just a constant background chatter of how many people were killed in Iraq today, or they're looking going after this, you know, Iraqi insurgent, or this member of ISIS, or they're looking for Osama bin Laden and his, you know, his uh, crew, and just that kind of. I didn't even like re- didn't even register. It opened up memories of just having that constant background chatter of just like horrible, stress inducing material just being constantly like so you're surrounded by it, like constantly 24 7 because everyone you know is paying attention to it like it's on the tv shows in the bars or it's like on the radio or it's on you know my dad would come home and be on tv yeah and it would and it would just kind of be a constant background noise growing up with and yeah. so watch as the film built to the to the not <laughs> just the finale but definitely to the to the Climax. The turning point, uh, you could say. The turning point of the film. It was very, uh, it felt very reminiscent of growing up listening to the war broadcasts that my dad would listen to. It's just kind of like how everyone's going about their day, just like doing their own thing, casually tuning in and like, oh, it's getting closer. Okay. Well, okay. Well, it's getting closer, I guess, you know, nothing we can do about it. And just that kind of like helplessness that yeah. that occurred as it's as the, the climax is building up the turning point
0: Yeah, I, I like that parallel there uh justin did you manage to watch any of that clip i sent on the youtube of the, no. threads, the bombing scene okay i, I want wonder...
2: you when you sent it i was at school i was at work no, so
0: I was no worries look at it i wanted to talk briefly about uh, before we get justin's like uh, yes. opinion on apocalypse and death and destruction uh this like the what are your thoughts on Jake, on the the nuclear uh, bombing scene, the just the cinematic techniques to show. I mean, we we saw a woman urinating, uh, yeah. peeing herself. We saw distress all over. We saw that the boyfriend uh, struggling to uh, start a car, then panicking and running over to see if his girlfriend's all right. We never yeah. see him again in the movie. We see uh, we have silence. At the moment of the white flashes, uh, when multiple people die or incinerated, basically a city uh, turned into a cemetery. Yeah, uh, through through audio and visual cues uh, of, of various techniques. I think it's just, I think for the audience back then, it must have been unlike anything they've they've seen. But certainly, unlike any, I've never seen a more chilling depiction of a nuclear war. yeah it held
1: it held no you know it held no bars like it was it was completely like they showed people on fire and what got and what got me was it wasn't like you know tonight today i I was as i was watching it, i was trying to figure out okay this was shot today and produced today what would they do this as well it'd probably be like some sweeping shots of the city and then some like people like looking up at the sky and like having that gas moment. And then it would probably cut to like a ginormous like CGI, like a ginormous CGI mushroom cloud. And then flash, you know. Um but maybe due to the limitations that they had in 1984, uh they had to use like they had to use I think the the limitations that they had forced them to be creative and imaginative and actually created a, a a more impactful scenario because what they used is real like they actually had people on fire and they actually like they drove cars through buildings and the lighting and they actually had like people physically getting blown away and it looked very authentic not like the cg that you'd see today Mm -hmm. um probably because it was actually real and i was very impressed with like just how much dirt and debris they they must have like brought in to make this scene happen and the quick cuts and the, yeah. the you know the shots of like like you said the woman peeing and then a glass breaking and someone screaming and then and i also liked how the first bomb didn't have an over sheffield it was like a little far away in to so see or had, something so you had all of the the fallout like all the explosion went past but people survived yeah and then you had the people like panicking and struggling for survival after that, only to then just be annihilated in a split second when one gets blown above, right above Sheffield,
0: and and, and the interweaving of the the text on screen and saying that this the exchange ex- escalated to this yeah the, amount the of
2: megatons, like the,
0: just the cold
1: nihilistic fact of the matter, like there is no there is no uh, um, like there's no grandiose to the nature of it or no no theatre theater of it. It was just, I like the, the font of just being like, this is the cold fact of yeah. what is happening. Like a 1.2, you know, megaton nuclear head, like blows up however many meters above Sheffield, the fallout does this.
0: And then it just cuts to what's happening. And the absence of music I think was didn't bother me. We didn't need to have music to have the viewer or for me anyways to feel a certain way, because I think that just the scenes themselves, the constant audio background, you know, panic of crowds, uh, the, the sirens going off. Uh, and then again, as I said, that text that uh, cuts between uh, to help weave through the scenes, the quick cuts, it was fantastic. Even though I, there was only one ma- little uh, thing I noticed was in one of the burning scenes, it looked like it was an E.T., uh, from the ET movie, uh, <laughs> like uh, a figure. silhouette figure being burned. And that's been on Reddit and memed for some time. But I, 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 I didn't know that's what that. maybe that's that's their depiction of a, what happens mm-hmm. to someone that's on fire in a nuclear war. There we go. But that was the only yeah. thing I was
1: like, what? That looks like ET. I never noticed that. I didn't notice that when I was watching it. I will say I thought it was funny um, that the pat the last two, um, podcast that we had has been this and then directly before this was clerks and both of these films were almost episodic or chapterial in the way that they're broken up they were both almost slice of life as they were broken up they both had no soundtracks like no dedicated soundtrack throughout the series um and they could not be more different but they're also they're also both <laughs> incredibly well-made
0: well-made experimental I, i'd say I, yeah I don't know. yeah well justin what do you think about just in general apocalyptic war or
2: zombies is there one movie that sticks out to you that- yeah actually i was thinking about it while you guys were talking um when i was in when i was going to college to get my master's i i took african american cinema and we had to watch this movie called the world the flesh and the devil it's basically about this guy, uh, Harry, Harry Belafonte, who I, if I remember correctly, he like works underground and he gets stuck. And when he comes out, like there's nobody, hmm. um, it's that's creepy. Yeah. It's completely empty. It's a black and white movie from 1959. Um, and it's completely empty. He does find two more people. Um, uh, but that's about it. But it's a, it's a really great movie. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen it. I'd actually like to watch it again. Um, but yeah, that was one of my, that, probably one of my favorite ones. And then um, also for some reason, I thought of the book of Eli. Oh yeah. Um,
0: it's Denzel Washington, right?
2: Yeah. And that yeah. movie was, that movie was wonderful. I remember uh, like the twist being, you know, what it was and everything. And I think Mila Kunis is in it as well. Oh yeah, she is um, Gary Oldman and some like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie he's blind if I'm not mistaken or is that yes yeah he is blind. yeah um but that was a cool movie it was just like I I I I think I picked it up somewhere I don't remember but then I just I've saw it in my collection I just watched it one day and realized it. but I mean anything Denzel does man I I think pretty much anything he does is like gold that's just me though I really like Denzel yeah that was a great um a
0: post-apocalyptic movie a great action yeah great flick um overall and it wasn't like my like out mind-blowing by any means but I I enjoy the like any post-apocalyptic situation yeah and always and there's always a common theme of survival obviously but like the the looters the others it's like you're, mm. you're more scared of
2: humans than anything yeah. else it's like uh, well you know there's TV shows like The Walking Dead you know it's just like I mean i watched up to about season eight of the walking dead and like i, I freaking loved it man from like the very very beginning all the Absolutely. way till i got to the point where i got to and i was like this is stupid because something happened in there and did, i didn't want to deal with it did you get to
0: the i forgot what season it, it is when uh glenn gets killed and
2: well he he gets killed what season uh is that? i want to say around season six maybe okay. it was yeah. when negan showed up negan yeah. was the one that killed him um, he's 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 teased to have been killed at one point, but he never got killed. He he like was able to slip underneath the dumpster, but um, then he does actually get killed by getting his head bashed in. Um, yeah, that was pretty graphic when I saw that on TV back when I
0: was I think living well, so at my parents' house on DVR and watching huh. the twitching body with a yeah. headless corpse. Well, his he, it was as a surprise that was, was even allowed. Was <laughs> well,
2: what what it was was his his head was so bashed in that his eye popped out. And actually, yep. it, that's what they did in. That's how it looked in the comics. Was his eye being yeah. popped out, and so it was pretty cool that they they did it justice. And then another show that I watched recently that's actually pretty brand new um, is Twisted Metal, which you I know is based that. based off the video game. And the video game is like a car combat game, but um, Twisted Metal takes place in an, epo- an epo- post apocalyptic world where drivers, um, you pretty much. You have drivers that are called milkmen, and they basically are delivery boys. And then this one driver, uh, named John, gets a delivery of a lifetime, and so he does it. And so, like, um, it was pretty cool because, like, at the end, you got that kind of twisted metal fill where you have cars battling it out and stuff. It was pretty cool, but um, it's a great show, and it's I liked, like, the, the apocalyptic feel of it everything looked really good he had to go from i think it was san francisco to chicago um in his car and so um he had like there's like different like factions of people there's like um these they're called the holy holy man i think and they basically um it's ran by this guy named the priest and uh he's very very crazy and then you have like all like these different factions of people that he has to deal with throughout. And then of course you have Sweet Tooth. Uh, mm. He's kind of like this crazy ice cream truck driver and wears like a clown mask and stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, but I liked the the story behind that because it's. I mean, it's not hard to make a post apocalyptic setting. You know, just the story around it needs to be good. And so I thought it was. You know, it was you don't get very many good adaptations of video games nowadays. And we've had this conversation and it seems like it's getting a lot better. Uh, And twisted metal, I think knocked it out of the park as far as like story and the post apocalyptic feel and all that stuff.
0: For some reason, I feel like it could be difficult to care about characters in post apocalyptic scenario, maybe more so if it's a TV series, but, but at least in threads, I, I, really didn't care too much about the characters.
2: I wonder why that is. Cause like, mm-hmm. uh, like I grew, I cared about the main character. Well, I cared about both the main characters in *Twisted metal because you get to see their life before. Well, not really even before everything went to crap, but like when he's a kid and he's like left alone all by himself and he finds his car and he's like, really, he's like really connected to his car because He's the car's gotten her gotten him out of like a lot of situations and stuff. So it's like it's it was interesting that it wasn't like you know he wasn't like his brother didn't die. Now he wants to avenge his brothers You know stuff like that. It was yeah. He he was alone. He found a car. He fixed that car up, and then he drove that car. And so
0: you have a great obvious, or maybe (laughs) not sound obvious in a negative way, but a great thesis object to centralize th- the theme around him mean, that's great
2: yeah well not only that but he does meet an actual girl and he falls in love with her too but you know there's a scene in there where he gets his car stolen and it's it's the car or the girl and he goes after the car but then she ends up going with him so it's like he's really like his him and his car are like it's like they're in a relationship almost they um, made love to each other i mean there's a never mind <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene where another character talks about having sex with his car and it's really funny damn again
0: threads was just a very bleak film uh spoil spoiler alert and it ends negatively it's, I mean threads it starts out with a spider uh, and a narrator talking about a spider and showing a co- a, a web uh, uh being threaded together and I think the the title threads kind of and it kind of comes back around uh, to recognition at the end of the movie where you see how society is kind of living in this time this medieval times uh... the focus on agriculture salvation using rakes and uh... trying to come together as one uh, pretty much so kind of the threads like everyone's connected no matter what happens and anyways they, that that pregnant mother she gives she eventually gives birth has a child that child i think is sexually assaulted uh 10 or 11 years old and then I forgot what happens after that but it just ends very depressingly on, yeah. on the future of society
2: you know um i should have watched threads because i watched Fellsafe safe and i didn't watch the whole thing because i'm gonna be honest with you zach that movie was boring like I did not I, I <laughs> How tried How dare you? <laughs> I yeah. tried really hard to pay attention to it, but I just it just did not suck me in. Um and I mean, so Jake's re- interpretation went. In, one in, day in retrospect, in retrospect, I should have watched Threads because man, I just couldn't get into fell safe And like it, it I would I was reading some trivia on it and it that and um Doctor Strangelove came out around the same time. Um and Stanley Kubrick yep. fought for an earlier release because mm-hmm he didn't he so because you know when that happens when you can get a movie out before another one that's like yours comes out then people accuse you of copying that movie it's like um, gremlins and there's another movie that's like gremlins but it came out after gremlins so when people but it but it was made around the same time or beforehand it just came out after gremlins and like so when it came out people compared it to gremlins because the little guys look like gremlins you know what i mean and they're wreaking havoc and so like he, it just kind of sucks for uh fell safe because it didn't do as well uh in the box office because fell
0: safe was more of a serious
2: yeah, um movie yeah, versus yeah, was, dr strangely it, it was more just like a war drama um from what i could see and i just like it, it, it i got to i don't know maybe 30 or 40 minutes into it and i was like i don't i don't want to watch this anymore like i don't really do that <laughs> hardly ever do i just stop It's like someone walking out of a movie theater and me cringing yeah. at at seeing that but if it, if i had went to the movies to see it i would have i would have stuck it out man i don't go to the movies to walk out i don't care how bad the movie is um but you know i was in my in my i, I have like a little theater room i was in there watching yeah. it i was like it's like I, just, I don't know and i think that's the same night i watched spree which was a whole different kind of movie it was that movie spree i know that's what we're talking about but that movie was kind of weird and we could talk spree. about it later. Spree with uh with uh with what's his face from stranger things yeah when i say weird like it was weird in a good way um i'll ha- I'll have to tell you about it later but yeah
1: yeah i think we talked about that on one of our we of our you talked
2: podcasts. about it but i didn't i hadn't watched it at that point so i i watched it recently and so well, what'd you think of it that's okay. weird quick quickly I enjoyed his performance, um, because he, he's like this wannabe social media influencer. So he decides he's going to kill people to get, get views in his, what, which the company is called spree. It's like Uber, um, or Lyft. And so he works, he's a spree driver. And so he decides he's going to kill people and like, go on a killing spree. Yeah. Or a killing spree. Yeah, Yeah, I told somebody, well, I told somebody about that. I'm I'm sure sure that's, that's an intentional pun. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I said that to, um I told somebody I was watching it and they' were like what's it about and I told her like oh like a killing spree I was like yeah like a killing spree <laughs> except for I like the idea of the the rideshare company being called spree but I, I liked his performance because he was very like he he plays a good desperate person because yeah. he was so desperate to become a social media like star he, he it's just the way he acted I don't know it, it, it made me think of like this is what a desperate person who wants to be a social media influencer would act like yeah if he if he had his own channel it didn't have very many views so um, was he already an outcast um of the movie? I mean not really um he just he just re- wasn't famous yeah he just really wasn't famous and like one thing i read is the director and uh i think his cinematographer or something what they ended up they they watched a bunch of like social media channels that didn't have a lot of subscription subscribers oh, and views wow. and stuff to get to get a feel for how this this character is supposed to act and wow, and i thought that's I, fascinating yeah and i thought man that is a great idea because man he acts like he's like so desperate for views it's it's crazy and like anytime he gets a chance he's like what does he say he says like um follow me and I'll follow you or something yeah cool crap uh he has like a saying and then like follow for of, follow or something follow like for that. follow that's what it was follow for follow and then people are like dude you don't you don't say that. Like it was so funny to watch him be kind of like a a pain, crazy because, country. Yeah. So anyway, sorry Zach, yeah. didn't mean to take away from here. Yeah, sorry, didn't, I was, didn't mean that, that, was nice little, that. Was a nice little
0: that uh, was a nice little tangent. I mean, that's that's post apocalyptic in a way. It would be so
1: desensitized by social media that you would go out and kill people. But anyway,
2: <laughs> whatever you got to say to this whatever got <laughs> to wrap <come and> <laughs> it all in. Yeah, to justify could you, it.
0: Could you argue that the purge? franchise yes. to a degree is post apocalyptic. Oh, I think there's well, a
1: ton. I think there's a ton if you look at it would
0: will be I think that with it's, a, it's the demise of society.
2: Well I don't as we know it. I don't think of it as post apocalyptic, but I it does give a post apocalyptic. From a certain point of view.
1: I think maybe not post. It's probably just apocalyptic.
0: A pop- it's happening. Apocalyptic.
2: Yeah. Apocalyptic. like Well, it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, on the night, it does seem like a post apocalyptic type movie where everybody's out for themselves. But then, you know, the next day it goes back to normal. I, but I don't know if y'all have seen, um, what is it? The Purge, The Forever Purge. Um, I don't know. I lost and, count. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that count. one ends in like almost a uh, nation because i think it i think it starts off in texas but it goes into mexico Um, but it, it's kind of like um the beginning of an apocalypse because yeah. people are because the purge is over but people are still killing um and so it mm-hmm. like the end of it spoiler alert goes it's like turning into some sort of so what's the government get killed or something or what happens well they don't you don't really see it i mean you see it overthrown well it shows like um like a a bird's eye view of of uh the u.s and mexico and uh, like all them yeah where you see like almost like flashes little flashes of lights where it's like spreading Mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh if i remember correctly and hopefully i'm not wrong but you people can correct me if if i am wrong but it, it does end in like a at the idea that this this it's the forever purge as in like mm. it's the apocalypse people are not going to stop purging yeah i think
1: thing. i think the like the official probably be better classified as a dystopian like a dystopian film or series but i think that's pretty mm. negligible in comparison to the po- the apocalyptic. Uh, apocalypse 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 apocalypse
2: uh, yeah. A
1: disaster.
2: It, it does give uh, an apocalypse five. Uh, but then, you know, at least with all the other movies, it goes back to normal the next day. It's like, all right, well, the purge is over. Uh, yeah, you can mm-hmm. get trouble if you kill people. So stop killing people. Well, for me, uh, my post apocalyptic apocalyptic <laughs> hard
1: apocalyptic film <laughs> uh, comes from my childhood being a, as a little baby. Little baby fundamentalist Christian in the barber belt. Um left uh, behind. great the uh the great two thousand and five uh five film uh oh wait, not excuse, not two thousand five, the great two thousand and one uh direct to video
2: film Left Behind the movie. I saw the first one. Um my mom read all the books. I, yeah I, I forgot about those movies that's
1: yeah it's based off the series of the same name by name by tim lahay right. and right. jerry right. b jenkins directed by Vic sarin and stars way for kirk. kirk cameron Sorry. brad johnson chelsea noble janea steffens gordon curry
2: and clarence gilliard so yeah and what's that movie about
1: um if you are familiar with christian Uh, literature at all it is the film adaptation of when the rapture happens and the people who aren't christians get left behind and have to deal with the antichrist and the you know the 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 apocalyptic fallout fallout of all the christians being whisked away into heaven and so it it like follows this guy named buck um (laughs) who's like reporting on israel of course i love that follows this guy named buck buck (laughs) um because of course it is and he's reporting on Israel and then all of a sudden like uh uh you know Arab and Russian jets fly overhead and the sun disappears even though it's still daytime and all this crazy stuff happens um and it's him trying to figure out like what's going on and uh and like ultimately like become a christian essentially like he he discovers that the that it was true it was all true and uh so he gives his life over to christ and now he's on a mission to to single-handedly confront the antichrist
2: (laughs) oh my god um
1: so have you which is
2: okay which is of
1: course a UN government
0: official
2: of Um, course he's from romania right and that he's from? He's from Romania, right? He's like a Romanian official. He's the yeah, Antichrist. I think he's from Romania. And like people just love him, and he's just he's like, yeah, people love like, him. He's great, like world peace and all this stuff with this guy, man. It's but it, I mean, yeah. that's what that's what they say. The Antichrist, everybody's gonna love the Antichrist, and uh-huh. so that's how you know. That's why, like, that's you know what's happening? Yeah, him. and that's how it come when people are like, oh, like uh, when I was a kid and this could have been some sort of like stupid talk that I was just hearing from other people, but people would always say Ozzy Osbourne was the antichrist and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm like, but people don't like Ozzy Osbourne. There are people that don't like him. So there's no way, but like with the elected president for the past Thirty years
1: has been "quote unquote" the
2: Antichrist. Antichrist. Yeah, and so it's like, but there's people that like you can't call him the Antichrist because then he's not the Antichrist. When you don't call that person the Antichrist, and everybody loves him unanimously, there's a better chance of him there, being. The yeah, there's a way better chance of this person being the Antichrist. Oh my God, I can't. Can't that that day doesn't like I don't I don't want to get to that day. Um. Yeah. There, there was something I was gonna ask you, Jake. uh so there's been some newer Left Behind movies. I don't know if you've seen the one 2014 with Nicolas Cage. Nope. It was okay. Um, like I watched it and I mean it's very like, you know, Nicolas Cage is in everything. So he's like a in this one, it follows Nicolas Cage and he's like a pilot and uh the rapture happens and blah blah blah. But then they just, I just came looked out. it up. It holds no. a
1: zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Yeah, I uh I think I when I worked at the library, I think I checked it out because I wanted to watch it, and me and my friends watched. it. And like, it was just, it was very okay. Like, there wasn't anything <laughs> special about it. You know, it's clearly not necessarily from the books. Like, mm-hmm. it's just got that same name. I mean, I'm sure. Well, see, that's their problem.
1: It. They didn't have any of the the inflammatory stuff to rile up actual Christians, and no one outside of the Christian community actually cares. Yeah. So it yeah. just fell flat.
2: But um in twenty twenty three there's another one that came out and I haven't seen this one. It's called Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. Um of I, was, course. I was gonna go try and see it in theaters when it came out with my mom because she likes those kind of movies, but we never got around to it. I need to see Oh, him. okay. We got Kevin Sorbo. Okay, yep, that yeah. tracks. I'm gonna uh see if I can find this movie. Neil
1: McDonough.
2: Oh, I have to pay for it if I want to watch it. Lame. Oh look, I it might be on the Roku channel. Zach likes the Roku channel. I do. He won't talk about it. This feels very much like a um, what production company? I found it. it on day,
0: Daily Motion. Full one hour and fifty six minutes and twenty seconds of it. Oh wow!
2: Yeah, that's that's a uh, convenient. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think I kind of want to watch the original trilogy: Left Behind, the movie, Left Behind Two, Tribulation Force. And Left Behind Three World at War are these the Tribulation
1: names? Force? That's what that sounds like a rad be. like military name.
2: It's Tribulation Force. We are force. Tribulation Force. Uh, yeah. And then World at War. And then there's Left Behind 2014. Left Behind Rising of the Cards. I guess there's a spinoff called Vanish. Left Behind Next Generation.
1: Man, I don't know. I've I don't know, know how religious that. you guys were growing up, but anyone who did grow up, uh, as a in a Christian household like has a very distinct shared trauma of like waking up when your parents just like went on a shopping trip somewhere
2: (laughs) and you think and so
1: you were alone and you convince yourself that you were left behind
2: yeah jake i think that was just you no that's not just me no dude okay well let me rephrase out of this group of three here i don't know out of this group I i can see okay yeah i i totally never thought oh my god it's the rapture now if i had woken up and nobody had been home and then i didn't see them for like days on end maybe you would think it was the rapture but like is that what is that what kevin thought in home alone no <laughs> it's, it's like oh my god whenever i made
0: my family this happy yeah am i making a wish
2: <laughs> i uh i always whenever i can't find somebody i'll be like like if i'm with a friend or something that will be like where's so-and-so I'll be like i don't know maybe the rapture happened and like <laughs> but the funny thing is it's like i th- I, w- I remember where i was but i was somewhere there's a lot of people and i th- and i was like where is he and my f- my friend that was with me was i was like maybe the the rapture happened they're like well that's weird they only took him because it was still like <laughs> like several other people around us i don't remember where we were i think it was like um some sort of i don't know what it was anyway um i always always make that joke because i don't know to me it's funny because i'm a i'm a dad dad jokes your dad now no but i mean dad this. jokes
0: break your news right. listeners right. justin strange is a dad
2: well, up, buddy i uh we I. Uh, I don't know, man. I'd be like, guys, we gotta put the podcast on hold. I just find out I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only way you would know if I'm an actual father or not. I forgot about like left the left behind movies, Jake. That, um I guess I never thought of them as post apocalyptic, you know? Well, I mean if you're not But it may but it makes sense. No, it makes sense. Yeah it totally makes sense. I just never thought of it like that.
1: I, I think it just depends on like if you're not raised up in like a uh
2: yeah like a true. christian you're like
1: oh that's that's some neat fiction but if you're raised <laughs> up in like a religious household you're like this is a real possibility
2: well, that could happen oh my god i i was my mom is was very christian growing up i mean not saying she's not now but it was a little bit worse growing up and you know that kind of stuff she'd always say stuff like that um or she just talk you know i i, I knew about the rapture stuff just yeah. from going to church that's that's my uh post-apocalyptic well, Zach, if you don't mind, I have a little list here if you'd like me to go over it. Do it. Okay, so this is BuzzFeed, so it's not like the super best uh, source, but um, it's it's called the 21 best apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic movies ever made. I'm going to guess they're not the best that's ever made. <laughs> um, they, they should put stuff like this is our list, like not use the phrase ever made Um, okay so we have Night of the Comet which is a 1984 film I've never heard of it Um, a comet wipes out humanity Valley Girls Reggie and Sam fight against cannibal zombies and a group of evil scientists it's like a like, nice sci-fi well it is and it says this movie has become a cult classic in the year since it's release, and it's not hard to see why this seems like a movie that would be made fun of on mystery science tv 3000 awesome. but i'd watch it we have another one called the road which i've never heard of uh, is that with vigo mortensen i don't know it doesn't say. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. I just
0: watched that. I think I messaged y'all on Santa recently watched. I have it on DVD, in fact. Yep, a 2009 yeah, film.
2: Yeah, 2009. And both the book and the movie that caused the apocalypse in the road is unclear. But however it happened, the humans are left to roam the Earth. And are, the humans that are left to roam the Earth are having a very bad time. Yeah, that movie follows a,
0: a man and his a son basically traversing... Uh, their way through this this world and there's multiple flashbacks to the father's relationship with the mother or his or his wife and how the the wife just become has suicidal ideations and and decides to just leave uh, the family, including her her young son. Uh, it's pretty uh, not, on the, not on the level of Fred's bleak, but uh, in a more modern setting, um, how you're trying to keep the like the the dream of a future alive, and that ends on a, a more positive note. That's um, good for sure. And Vigo, aka Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, I don't see him in much, oh, but he's was, excellent.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I've literally only seen him in Lord of the Rings, so. All right. Yeah, uh, that's a good next one. Next one is called Children of Men. Children of Men envisions a world where women lose the ability to give birth. It's an mm. interesting idea. Oh, yeah, so then no, no, nobody, there's no, our population dwindles. Dystopian. Um, okay, then you have 28 days later, 28 weeks later. I've never seen.
0: you never seen either? Shoot. Mm. The days is better than weeks for sure.
2: Let's see, pretty much single-handedly Killian revitalized Murphy. the zombie- Genre after an era of George Romero's Living Dead movies. Uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead and Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead came out just two years later. Okay. Uh, I Am Legend. I've never seen this either, but I know what it's about. Movie with the best boy in in any post-apocalyptic world, Sam is the dog you want when things go south. Uh, A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2. Have y'all seen those? No. Nope, they're really good. Uh, both of them are really good.
0: And once um, I saw what the creatures looked like on clips, I was like, "Okay," took me out of it.
2: Well, they're like aliens, <laughs> though. It's not like a zombie movie or anything, but
0: yeah, it just uh, we don't need to
2: see it. Keep the okay, mystery okay. alive. Uh, zombie Land and Zombie Land double tap. I've never seen either one of these movies. I've they're, seen nice, they're nice comedies. Zombie really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, okay, Night of the Living Dead franchise. So we have. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, Survival of the Dead. Land of the Dead came out in 2005. I saw that in theaters. I don't remember it, but I remember seeing it. Diary of the Dead came out in 2007. Survival of the Dead came out in 2009. And I think they're trying to get another George Romero movie made, even though he's dead. Planet of the Apes. Do you all see any of those? I didn't understand what you just said. Planet of the
1: Apes. I saw the original
2: the original is good. good yes the original is really good um we watched me and my friends watched them all in order because like the uh the original planet of the apes movies there's like five or six right well it goes like it in the middle of the series it kind of starts over and huh. then yeah and then it and then the uh the newer ones i can't remember i i don't remember if there's not really sequels but like or if they're like, they're more uh, like prequels reasons. or yeah I don't know I don't know but we watched them all we watched every single one of them it was really good like I really enjoyed the original ones um, especially the first one the first one was good especially when you you know he finds out that it's Earth that has been the planet of the apes is Earth it's an iconic scene ending yep. with the Statue of Liberty you blew it up and then Wally. Wally, the the cartoon. Well, I mean, I the guess Wally would be considered. I haven't seen that. Apocalyptic. This is literally an end of the world flick because it's the Earth that ends, not humanity. Wally, sadly, is probably the most realistic apocalypse movie, but it also, but it's also one of the most hopeful. I've seen it once, and I think I fell asleep through it. Not because it wasn't good, but because I was freaking tired. But actually, the Criterion Collection. Um, it's first Disney movie in the criterion collection was Wally. And I, I picked it up like instantly. So I need to watch it. Uh, Mad Max franchise. Uh, I've never seen a Mad Max movie. You've not even seen the latest. Mm-mm. Oh, the,
1: the, I, I've heard great things. I, one of my buddies, it in
2: theaters and it's wonderful. Yeah. One of my buddies like, likes, uh, loves that movie. There's Mad Max. And then there's a sequel that's you know, not called Mad Max, but it's called something else. It's a uh, Thunderdome. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's just not called Mad yeah, Max. Mad Max Thunderdome. <laughs> Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Or beyond Thunderdome, excuse me. And then Shaun of the Dead, which is like a parody spoof, whatever, of Living Dead. Um, Snowpiercer, have y'all seen that?
1: With Chris nope. Evans? No, but I read an intriguing fan theory where that's the world of Willy Wonka. Okay. What...
2: <laughs> i hate theories i hate i hate theories
1: that's what makes it so much fun
2: Justin. i, I don't know maybe i'm just a sourpuss or something because like i remember looking they, old
1: man how old are you
2: 36 like 36 i keep almost saying 36 that's young because i'm about to turn like 37 But. You're getting old and grumpy, man. Well, it's
1: just even these like new with, kids with, with the new fangled theories back in uh, my day, the movie was a movie. God
2: darn it. Well, like <laughs> when Endgame was coming out, there's just all these theories, and it just bugs me because, like, you never know which one's right and which one's wrong. And what if you read the right one on accident? I don't know. I just don't care for theories. Like, I didn't even care for film theory when I took it because it's just theories. <laughs> there's, There's nothing like scientific about it. It's just theories i don't know sorry um snow was good 13. by the way i saw it actually not too long ago i watched this movie and it's it's actually a really good movie it's like about this the world is pretty much covered in like snow and stuff and the the um it's like an ice age almost and the, there's this train that has to keep going or, or it'll freeze and that's why the train is like it's like the central part and It's like if it it has to keep moving or to complete freeze and the people that are on it live there and all this stuff. And there's like classes. So you like, you have these rich people up front and then the poor crap people in the back. And basically it's about the poor crap people finally, you know, trying to take over the train.
0: I think the post-apocalyptic like past it whatever the turning point is, which leads to the destroyed world, now society has to acclimate. I think that's the most interesting part. Just how people and humans survive and yeah, and like thrive the, or die.
2: Being on a train, that mm-hmm. can't stop. Like, and that's yeah. by the same guy that did. uh I believe it's the same person who did Parasite. Okay, I think have... I
0: think we I think we need more movies that have to deal with like the environmental impacts of disaster. That'd be great. I, I don't. I'm tired of seeing the disaster itself. That, like that being the focus. So we'll just get to the the aftermath.
2: So like. You're saying, let's say, like, the day after tomorrow, you want to see the movie that happens after everything goes to crap?
0: Yeah, whether it's the rebuilding of society or people living, but I'd like to see some type of evolution. I feel
2: like that. I mean, isn't that like the Book of Eli, though? I mean, yeah, it's like any any apocalyptic movie that takes place after everything has – like, even Snowpiercer – everything it's an it, the apocalypse happened they're on this train and now they live there like
1: are you, you like see, wanting like a like a upbeat post-apocalyptic movie like they're rebuilding society or something
0: i mean in threads we see the beginnings of that but i'd like to see the i guess progression of that
2: yeah so you want to see i think you want to see it like when it's way down the post line. post yeah, yeah. Post. <laughs> like you, they've already like kind of rebuilt like even like the walking dead like there's several instances you see where they have figured out how to live and like yeah because that group i swear to god and i thought about this uh, there's
0: still uh, electricity
2: yeah exactly (laughs) and like that group goes through like different like i i I guess i'll call them villages kind of because now
0: bases and just
2: they just go through different living situations it's like they can't stay in one freaking place and you get to see all these different types. So like, cause
0: those point, humans,
2: well, it's just good. They, they, they live in a prison for a while. Then they find like a, uh, like a nice suburban neighborhood that they move into. And that's like, that Burn was like, almost, <laughs> no, it was like completely salvaged and they still electricity and running water and everything. They move, they go to the CDC. That's the first place they go is the CDC. And then they go to, you know, other places like a small town and then a small, like a prison. And then they, they've, Move on to this like hill area with this mansion on it and stuff and so like if you if you're looking for that kind of stuff because like when when Rick Grimes wakes up you know the apocalypse has happened and it's been I don't know if it's been, been, been while. months been while. or years but it's been it's been a while. Because, Just judge
0: based on the condition well, of the piece. Yeah, well,
2: well like <laughs> if you want to follow that thread further, Justin,
1: like they have a new series yeah. called "The World Beyond." The Walking Dead, World Beyond. And that's like about the first generation of kids. Oh, that, like, that, that would like be cool grow to see. Up. They like yeah. grow up after things are kind of recovered. And so it's like so they it's were like born coming, of the age, coming of the age. Coming of age. Post the zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse and yeah. built. Just normal like, to so them. they grow up. They've like grown up with it just being a thing and just like knowing how to fight zombies and knowing well, how to just, kill. And it's they, all very standard of business sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yes. World that's Beyond.
0: Th- in the road the movie with uh, Aragorn uh, the son grows up in this world and he's they eventually find a bunch of food and he finds a vending machine he's like here's son here's a can of Coke
2: and he's like what is Coke and he drinks <laughs> it and he loves it I'm gonna find this show I mean I did find it I just want to find it to watch oh it's already two seasons in yeah there's so okay. many
0: spin-offs these days fear of the yeah, Walking well, Dead it was the main one
2: they're doing um Daryl Dixon who's I think he moved to he somehow made it to Europe, um, Europe, and then there's another one with Negan and Maggie, and then uh, there's I Fear of the fear Walking is... Dead, which uh, I, I love. Negan, Negan's probably one of my favorite favorite. Maggie's villains. annoying though. Yeah, Maggie.
0: She, she just came back to the Walking Dead because of her, her show on network television. I forgot which CBS yeah. and NBC. It was that show it didn't work out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember. What I, I'm coming back, and please take me. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> let's go back to this list. I'm almost done with it, but yes, I want to watch that. Jake, that that world beyond. That sounds cool. Um, okay. Then you have the Hunger Games. Is that a is that a post apocalyptic? Yeah.
1: that would okay. be post yeah, that's post apocalyptic. I've seen
2: it. I've seen them all. I just, it, I just it's set
1: in future America after something happened and they broke up into twelve districts.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Okay. And then the day after tomorrow, which we talked about that. It's a disaster movie, is what it looks like. The Matrix. I didn't realize that was a post apocalyptic. After, oh, yeah. After humanity is defeated by AI, we are inserted into a computer program to be used as batteries for the machine. So, man. Yeah. The Matrix Matrix is coming. It's becoming reality. It is. Um, Interstellar. I've never seen it. Oh. Seen Interstellar? I've heard great things about it, though. Like, Wonderful. really good things about it. Uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. I've seen Blade Runner. So good. Yeah, I've seen Blade Runner. I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049. 2049
1: got a lot of flack um it didn't it didn't uh make Do very so. much very big waves in theaters but it's uh it is just as good okay. it's,
2: it is truly a spiritual sequel successful successor as i say akira i've never it's 1988 I don't know what it means. yeah it, it looks like an animated movie um for starters akira is one of the best looking movies ever made set in neo tokyo after Global Conflict, it's a story about telekinesis, a biker gang, effects on war on children, and a whole lot more. It's 1988. I'm going to find this movie. Sorry, I'm copying it. That's beast. one of the memes where he's like,
1: leave me alone. I can't. I can
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope saga. people get that. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> this is the end. Have y'all seen that? I've mm. read about it. It's the one where all the like, Seth Rogen, James Franco, and all them hang at the James Franco house. bet they play themselves. And then Terminator franchise.
0: Oh, I forgot to talk about that one. Yeah, it's like a classic.
2: Terminator. That's the last one. We can talk about that now if you want. I Miniature mean, episode, I guess. But yeah,
0: I just wanted to. Like, I'm surprised I didn't mention it earlier.
2: I can't believe it's like one of the,
0: it's like one of the hallmarks of action. And, I mean, it's mainly just an action movie. I do with sci-fi.
2: I've, I've seen the first and the second one. I did see one of the newer ones. I, I really enjoyed the first one um i think that's all people need to see yeah like <laughs> the first three the first, first three, three maybe definitely the first two because in yeah. the first one uh the terminator is kind of the villain in the, in the second one he's not and so like um i don't know arnold schwarzenegger you know it's like yeah i've heard the i've only seen the first one i've heard the first three all have very
1: different vibes they're yeah. very they're very different from one another
2: I don't know if I actually know, Now I think about because they first three all have Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I might have seen they all it have one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the way that they're set up are, are different. Different, yeah. I just I do remember watching the first two for sure. I'm not sure if I watched the third one or not.
0: I thought it was just creepy whenever they did the, the cut to the the cutaway to the animatronic version of Arnold.
2: <laughs>
0: when you see him with, like the, with the flesh and the the robot, then they cut away to the actual actor Arnold. Is just kind of jarring to me.
2: <laughs> that is the weird. Effects of the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the list. I just wanted to kind of go through some, see if it jogs our memory a little bit.
0: How about a mind-pondering question as we begin to close out on this episode? What do you guys want to see more of in the future when it comes to post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic uh, film like i'd like to see more ai included we're talking about all that like a lot of the headlines these days are artificial intelligence and how that's going to change the world in many ways and how we operate on a daily basis in our lives i'd like to see some type of uh, emphasize ai-centric uh so like movie. i mean be beyond like
1: the, the reds but for the ai uprising
0: beyond yeah, that's the, what i was thinking beyond bipedal creatures that look like robots i, I just want something more
2: like uh, how how uh, 9000 is that what it's called on um Oh, 2000, on something like that yeah.
0: yeah just something more a little bit more not cerebral either but just like something not something we haven't seen too much of uh yeah. when it comes to ai
2: what about like smart house you ever see that movie mm-hmm. oh yeah Cause that uh the smart house is like an AI controlled house played mm. by Kathy Siegel. um and she like the the AI wants to become the family's mother matriarch basically, but she's not she can't be because she's AI. Um, it's not a post apocalyptic or anything. I'm just thinking yeah. like she it's it's like when when you watch like it's like Jarvis right like. No matter where Tony is, Jarvis is there, or Friday is there. It's kind of, that's kind of what it is. Except for it does a jar. They do create an AI that turns to an evil robot with Ultron. But you know, for the most part, oh. Jarvis, Jarvis, and Friday stay pretty in check. Whereas this one learns about the family and kind of like develops an emotion for them and stuff like that, and uh, wants yeah. to be in control of this family. Basically, interesting. That's- interesting. Yeah, Zach, so have you like,
1: seen Ex
2: Machina?
0: Yeah, that's a great movie with yeah Oscar Isaac and Alicia so like, yeah. Alicia Vikander. Yeah, she's great
2: yeah i do like her lunches. i'm
0: glad they didn't do sequels or anything because i think well, it's based off some sense. some comic or magna or whatever they call it but uh Vanga. i think yeah i i just <laughs> thought it was excellent the way it was presented a very well, that, slow film uh not uh, the, lots of pauses in between di- dialogue but so I, 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 that really appealed well, it's
2: to me. An a24 film that's one of the only it's, films i really like oscar Isaac in. i think it's an a24 film i'm not you a24 okay. alex garland alex garland's one of my favorite directors he did yeah. um
1: ex machina annihilation nice. um, oh, yeah. um uh, did, i think he did um 28 days later he did yeah he did wow. 28 days later he's he's a very um under i'm not gonna say he's underrated because people know about him but he's a very like underrepresented director in a lot of people's conversations like people don't know about him and they should
2: mm-hmm.
1: what's his name alex garland he did uh, ex machina annihilation 28 days later later he's done um uh dread
2: Dread yeah i'm sorry say his his name one more time alex garland garland okay look him up
1: there he is he's done a fantastic fantastic
2: ex machina is one of the only movies i like oscar eyes again i don't really care for him other than that looks like he was a writer for devil may cry I said,
1: yeah, he's, he's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, He's a writer for
2: all the... Well, no, just Devil May Cry. It looks like some DLC. The original Devil May Cry game. And, oh, he was a writer on Enslaved? Wow, he's done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah,
1: and, and no one talks about him. He's great. Uh, en-
2: Enslaved Odyssey to the West is a video game, and it's a really good video game. Uh, oh, The Beach. That's a novel. Looks like he wrote a novel. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess they put novels on IMDb. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. No, they don't. But it's based off the novel. Okay. With Leo. I think that's the one with the, the sand eats people, I think. Oh, really? Maybe. Get, Richard sets out for an island rumored to be a sandwich. I haven't seen that one. Character. It's the beach. It's with Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I do I'm, remember I'm this movie came out. Yeah. That's not it. I, I remember this movie came out, but I don't think it's about where sand eats people. No, it's not. <laughs> but that's yeah, he did different. Dread. He did Devil May Cry, Ex Machina, Annihilation. Wow.
1: Yeah lots of really good stuff
2: out they didn't do 28 weeks later just did 28 days yeah 28 days
1: but um but they
2: are gearing
1: up to make 28 years later yeah i've heard about that or 28 Uh, months later excuse me yeah
0: yeah i heard about that who's behind that production
1: i believe that's alex well let's see and um
2: i did read something
1: Alex Garden and um, they're gonna they're gonna get back Killian Murphy
2: oh wow later yeah says director oh yeah Alex Garden Garland and Danny Boyle and Danny Boyle Danny Boyle hopefully um they doesn't say who's acting in it yet but you know I would hope that they
1: Killian's talked about it and said that he would come back if they offered him the role
2: yeah so it's all in there it's the ball's in their court then huh
0: so Justin, what would you like to see more of an the future oh, of apocalyptic movies?
2: I, I do like the idea of a story within an apocalyptic setting, not about the apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well let's let's learn about it a little bit, but let's let's uh do something else because like any it seems like anytime an apocalypse movie comes around, it's about but I mean I guess like there are a lot of like Book of Eli and stuff. I would like to just see like some good storytelling within, um, within the apocalypse movie.
0: Or like people movie. having a domestic violence situation and just like living in that world. Or yeah, or it's just
2: like it's just like like with with the Book of Eli. You know, he's he's trying to get to a certain point in the apocalypse, so he has to fight all these people and blah blah blah. Like it would be interesting to see a post-apocalyptic world, but the post-apocalyptic part really doesn't play a major part in the in the movie. Like, it's know? just world-building. It's just, yeah, it's just like... like just the e- sandbox. Like, even with The Walking Dead, like, yeah, they go to these different these different living situations, and then they live there for a while, but eventually the post-apocalyptic, the zombies and stuff catch up to them, and they end up being forced away, you know? And that's part of the, the TV show to keep it going, but it's like, it would be interesting to see a good story in a post-apocalyptic world where the the world, the environment looks looks great, and they've learned how to live there. And it's just it's just a story.
0: So like where it's not in your face, right. In a way, like it, I, I it mean, was, it's inevitable, obviously. Like right, exactly. Connected, and this just, is why we do things the way we do now.
2: Like yeah, exactly. You kind of yeah. learn about it maybe at the beginning, but eventually it's just it, you don't really notice it. You know, maybe you love story,
0: a love story. A love story. Yeah, I mean, in wor- in that world. Pretty like, much
2: anything yeah, it would be kind of. Yeah be kind of cool to see um just a really good story within that world as opposed to that world being the story um Mm. now if you're talking about like what kind of things like as far as like ai and stuff I that i mean i guess i would like to see something different as, as a like you know it's not you know a comet hit the earth or uh zombie apocalypse and stuff like maybe find a different way to to get get to that apocalyptic of the movie you know what i mean like it doesn't need to be like we've seen ai and all this stuff like it would be cool to see something different that is the reason for the apocalypse just trying to think ai
0: we have natural disasters we have yeah it's kind of hard to threat of nuclear weapons i mean what else could we do
2: well you know planet of the apes was um a disease or a sickness that yeah that uh happened so like we've been I, i guess you're right we've we've been through all the well possible possibilities if that makes sense um how about sure time
0: that- travel someone comes from the future Ooh, and destroys everything up.
2: yeah <laughs> and then goes back to the future so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and <laughs> leaves just leaves everything a mess. well that's
1: kind of like i mean that's not post apocalyptic but that's kind of like Tenet. have you guys watched Tenet so that's i'm, a, that's a I'm afraid Kendall to film yeah um and it's the one where where this guy gets Inducted into this organization, they're trying to stop the end of the world that has potentially already happened, um, and that deals with a lot of like timey wimey, which essentially you um, want me deals with an, an organization in the future. They've figured out a way to go back in time, but it just how do they describe it? It's not like you, you just instantaneously appear in the past you actually live going backwards so you continue to age it's just that the world is going like backwards around you yeah oh and so this guy is from the future and he's I'm from the future trying to, the, the protagonist is trying to figure out what's going on try to try to prevent this potential catastrophe from happening potentially has already happened. They don't know yet. It's yeah, really good. That sounds that's like kind a of Christopher like Nolan CGI. movie.
0: Everything's Souls very cerebral. Yeah, that's a cerebral. I, I want to see it, though. I heard the audio mix isn't the greatest, but it's intentional, according to... Listen,
1: I... I it's always intentional, on on
0: anyway. <laughs>
2: I always have subtitles, so it wasn't yeah, a problem too. for me. I've been doing it more often, yeah. Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah.
0: How about, how about Looper, though? A kind of similar? I mean, it's more of a dystopian society and this mob organization wants to get rid of uh bruce willis slash uh gordon, joseph gordon levitt's character yeah when he's young
2: i remember that movie yeah, I watched good it movie. Once.
0: yeah. You that know was else? a that was the only movie i like of ryan johnson's the force <laughs> or the <laughs> last jedi was horrible
1: that's right yeah, that's <laughs> a... hey he, ryan johnson did knives out and that was
0: a pretty good movie yeah dude, i dude. enjoyed that movie just, that was just good, don't I forgot about
2: okay I, i'm gonna eat my words here because the reason i like oscar isaac is because of his performance on star wars but when it comes to directors, don't 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 blame Star Wars on him. <laughs> I guess oh, yeah. I like. On Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson.
0: I guess you could blame Gath- Kathleen Kennedy then. Yeah, you know, a lack of direction from the beginning.
2: Because uh,
0: they I had zero direction of what they're going. Oh, it's just after the first movie. Let's think about what we're going to do
2: with the next movie. Not let's think about all three of the movies at the same time. And well, figure out where they're gonna like. I don't know. Lucas had the
0: scripts for seven,
2: we, eight, nine. Yeah, he did. We uh, <laughs> we've we've talked about this before, so let's not get into it. But yes, don't don't blame. What is it? Don't blame. Uh, don't blame Ryan Johnson for yeah, it. Yeah, because he's actually
1: awesome. done. He's actually done some really good stuff. He's done like Knives Out, Poker Face. He's done some episodes of Breaking Bad, Looper.
2: Yeah, unless they're just straight up bad. Like he's probably I mean, every director has director other their voices.
0: their movies that are very divisive, divisive, and for good reason. Yeah, I mean, you can't praise a director for everything.
2: Well, you know, when you're a director for hire, you there's not much you can do, like yeah. in, in the way of like. Yeah. He had free control. reign to. Do, he had free reign to do what he wanted, though, in the Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, Well, maybe you should blame <laughs> Ryan Johnson then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe don't blame him all the way. Man, I guess I guess don't you can blame ruin him. Johnson. Just don't. Don't let that be the reason you don't see his other, some of his...
0: Obviously, I like Looper. I prefaced my argument with that.
2: Well, Knives Out was also really good. So anyway, yeah, that's all I got for you.
0: And and Jake, uh, lastly, what are you hoping uh, when it comes to the future innovations of disaster post-apocalyptic movies?
2: More sex. Yeah, to,
0: mean, yeah more, get, more get people more new to the apocalypse yeah just get more seats in the chairs i get yeah. it
2: yeah well yeah. you know there's um, a movie um i'm sorry jake two seconds there's a movie called um contracted by an arkansas director in which i forget his name right now if you want to look it up that's fine but um in which there's a sexually transmitted disease creating zombies wow um so i don't know that's a new way that's to think interesting of, of apocalypse because it wasn't an apocalyptic movie it's just because it was only one person you learn about that's turning into a zombie through a std i forgot what you
0: said up. i just heard the word std
2: i said man um hard for me to get past
1: a uh, zombie STD. std sex violence yeah <laughs> that's crazy um man i don't know what Sorry. exactly I'm, I'm looking for in post-apocalyptic films i uh i like i i like
2: um eric england, that's his name eric england man
1: i very much like the existential error that i received from threads and so i think movies incorporating that theme would uh be would be good I feel like we've kind of become oversaturated with like action post-apocalyptic or Tired of it. Yeah. Preventative post-apocalyptic or survival post-apocalyptic. And I really just want something where there is no recovery from it and it's just people trying to survive as long as they can or in the situation themselves, not necessarily trying to overcome it or exchange it or remove it, but simply just exist in, yeah. The finality of the situation.
0: Yeah, I would like to see more just bleakness, to be honest. We don't need a happy ending yeah. all the time. But again, I don't know. I think the day and age of what people want really dictates also what movie makers will make, unless they're experimental, willing to give it a go. Yeah, I want to see A20, A24, besides x Machina, would have another A24 made movie when it comes to that genre.
1: I will say uh, speaking of A24 I'm looking very much so, in, so to see the um, dream scenario with Nicolas Cage Have you seen the trailers for that Mm-mm. it's it looks fantastic it's uh this surrealist comedy where Nicolas Cage plays this you know hapless nobody who just so happens to be showing up in like everybody's dreams
0: Hmm, that's creepy. And
1: so it's so it's like the the fame and situations that get into him because people keep dreaming about him. He doesn't know why. That looks like it's looks like it's going to be a good movie. Um, I can see that almost being apocalyptic in a sort of in a sort of way. I don't think this movie's set up to be, but I could see that as being terrifying. Like if everyone just started having like mutual shared dreams or something. at the be. end of the world. That would be terrifying.
0: People come together in like little groups or. Start discussing, having yeah. I mean, like little group therapy sessions, evolved into this bigger
1: thing. Yeah, and then maybe, and then maybe like different groups had different post-apocalyptic, like shared dreams, and so you had factions based off the type of dreams that people had. And then like that's what actually caused the apocalypse because people had different visions of it, and self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. That'd be neat. Nobody stole my idea. I got to copyright that. <laughs>
0: Let's see the screenplay in a, a year or two.
1: Anyhow, yeah, I think just like really bleak, nihilistic, exist, existential terror in film. Like yeah. uh, Brady Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the same reason that I like um, Annihilation so much and The The Thing, because it's very much uh, an unfathomable unfathomable scenario that they find themselves trapped in.
0: Excellent. Well, I think that was a wonderful episode. Just to want to close it out. Sure. Uh,
2: yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, that was a good conversation. Um, if you guys have anything, any comments about this episode? If you have ideas for another, uh, any other episodes, or just want to say hello, or you want to give us a, um, any type of review, you can check us out on uh Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Which is actually. I learned us going away and YouTube is going to be like Google's podcast. Really? Yeah. i um, not necessarily YouTube. I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but I just remember it saying Google podcasts going away. YouTube will be where I'm like, okay, whatever wow. um, YouTube. And then um, you can also check us out on any social media except for threads. Um, <laughs> we have not, have, I have not yet created a threads account and I probably won't ever. No, um, social media is saturated. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, we can find us at plenty of other places. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, <laughs> X. I don't know if you want to call it X or Twitter, but X formerly
0: Twitter. That's what like all the news organizations yeah. these days. They, like the the guidance now is when you mention X, either verbally or written, you must you, you say um, X, formerly known as Twitter.
2: <laughs> it's, it's like Prince the. Artist formerly known as Prince. Um, it's maybe uh,
0: wonder. It's maybe wonder like when the day will come. Like when do we need to st- stop saying that that yeah. disclaimer
2: thing. So anyway, yeah, hit us up on any of those social medias, and you can also listen to us on pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. So, uh, but thank you all for listening, and have a. We want to say it, Jake. Do it, me too. And have a fantastic day. Bye.